0: For me, street photography means that it's unposed and candid, but I know a lot of people argue over that. There's no talking beforehand. They're all really natural moments. Um, and that was really important to me, especially in some of these, these places where people are a little more scared to go because of, of danger and things like that. I mean, it, and to still get a candid moment out of there, it, it's a little more difficult, but, um, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to do that. So I just focused, I just kind of committed to doing that, no matter the place, to still go at it the same way basically, when it comes to photography.
1: Welcome to the Archipelago Photography Podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Sean Morton. This podcast is brought to you by Archipelago Presets, a community of photographers united by a passion for our craft and a growing collection of some of the world's finest Lightroom presets and post-production tools. As a way of thanking you for tuning in, we're offering all of our podcast listeners a discount of 20% on your next purchase. Visit us at archipelagopresets.com and use the code PODCAST20 to redeem this special offer. Before we get started with today's interview, I want to let you know about an exciting new project we've launched called Quest. Quest is a subscription platform where each month a new preset and profile collection will be released, giving subscribers access to fresh photo editing tools that are designed to push the boundaries of creative expression. On top of that, subscribers will get access to an education platform with new tutorials and bonus content each month. We wanted to keep the cost low, and so we're doing all of this for only $8 a month. As a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of April, use the code PODCAST31 when you sign up for this special offer. This is a game changer in the preset world, and we're very excited about this new project, and we hope you will be too. So be sure to head over to archipelagoquest.com and check it out. Now, on with the show. Forrest Walker is an award-winning street photographer who recently completed a five-year project focused on photographing over 100 cities in over 75 countries covering all major regions of the world. This project had him walking 20 kilometers a day for over five years as he explored and photographed all aspects of big city life on foot, finding small worlds within each major city while connecting the whole world through its people and life. I chat with Forrest about his approach to street photography, some of the challenge he faced in this project, and some of the projects he's working on now. Let's get into it. Well, listen. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming on and chatting with us today. Um, yeah, pretty huh. pretty excited. Just uh, I've I've been following your your work for for quite some time. Um, and. Thank you. Uh, I mean I, I'm, a, I'm a, I guess I wanna be street photographer. I do all kinds of stuff, but uh, I certainly certainly I'm not doing anything at the level that you're doing. Um... And uh, so, yeah, just wanted to, I just wanted—I to, mean, kind of pick your brain about it a bit. Sure. Um, well, obviously, uh, I mean, if we talk about what you're doing, I mean, I think, I think on your website, one of the first things you see is a little there's there's a little box, and and I love it. It kind of sums it up perfectly. It's like five years, seventy five countries, 105 major cities, and twenty thousand miles walked. Like that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. is, that, is, that, is that that's kind of the the Coles Notes version of what your life is like right now, right?
0: Right. Well, I did finish basically. I finished the project finally. Yes. I mean, my goal. You know, I always, you know, just, it was a nice number, but my goal was always to get hit a hundred, you know, right. and try to, um, and try to make it across as many regions. I didn't want to hit, you know, all, they all had to be major cities, yes, or decently big cities, but I also wanted to cover as much, you know, variation to, uh, regions, cultures, things like that. So it spanned five years to cover all that. And, and it was 75 countries I've actually, so I, I finished the project and then I was putting it all together, had a lot of other plans going, and then the, the pandemic hit. So I finished right. probably like just a few months before the pandemic hit. Okay. So my, my after plans are just, yeah, everything's gone. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, so, Yeah. but the, the thing is, because of the whole pandemic and I can't get really back, so I've been based in Vietnam and then Manila, so okay. I can't get back there. Right. And um, so I've kind of had to be, you know, in limbo. Right. So I ended up going to a couple of places that uh, well, here and then also uh, Minsk, Belarus, before here, right? That I'd never been to before, so I might as well add them. So, I guess if you, <laughs> you could say it's 107 now, 107, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 70, 77 countries,
1: yeah, that's incredible. And, and like, let's backtrack for us, like, so sure. what I mean, you're, you're originally from Portland, right?
0: Yeah, uh, well, so. I say Portland. I did live in Portland for a while. The last time I lived in Oregon, I lived in Portland, but okay. I actually grew up, grew up on the coast of Oregon okay. Oregon coast in a city called Lincoln city.
1: Okay.
0: And then I went to university of Oregon. So in Eugene, Oregon, yeah. and then I moved to Portland after university. So I said, so that's the last place I lived there right. uh, in Oregon. And then right. actually I did live in, um, then once, so I, I graduated in economics and business, so not not uh, photography related at all. I didn't get into photography until, you know, like, until I was... I, I really didn't get into it until late 20s, you know, even hmm. picking up a camera, really. So hmm. um, I was never exposed to it at all growing up. I, right. I'd never have actually... Other than, you know, from being in photography and meeting other photographers just because I'm in photography. Yeah. Before that, I really never even knew anybody that liked photography or was interested in it. So oh. I had no exposure to it. And uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know if you want to get into that. But what what happened was I was, you know, I was uh, so I was really into like in university, I was really good at math, math related subjects. So sure. very different than photography. Yeah. And then I was going to be, uh, be an actuary. I got into underwriting on a way to work in actuarial science, which is like measuring risk. Mm-hmm. And so I was working an office job and I got sort of get really tired of it. But the one good thing, uh, was they gave you a month paid every year, oh, nice. which is in the, in the U S that's actually good.
1: That's incredible. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um so I, I decided why not? I'd always wanted to travel. So yeah. I decided to start traveling every, every year I, I worked there. So yeah. first thing I did was like around Europe, you know, yeah like trying to hit as many places. Then I went to like Brazil, I went to a few places, but because of that, I bought a camera and that's when I really right. started to get into it. And then I started doing side jobs, you know, weddings, things like that. Yeah. And then, uh, I decided I wanted to do it full time. So I saved up some money kind of jumped into it from there.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I wondered that. I, I was like, okay, you know, what came first? Was it travel or photography? Because obviously the two are pretty well, you know, obviously right. linked, yeah, linked in what you're doing.
0: Travel, right? I guess, did come first, but but now I'm way more into photography than anything. So, but yeah, yeah travel is what sparked it for sure.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that that's something, I mean, that travel sort of, you know, really completely changed the, the, the trajectory of your life in, in such a big way. Right. So, um, now, now that you're doing this, I mean, essentially full time is, is like, what, what do you, so obviously like you're a street photographer, but you're, you're doing other, like, obviously you got to finance this somehow. Right. So, I mean, right, you can't, right. you can't just, you can't just float around the world and, and take pictures yeah, and, yeah. and you know, that's not going to no. pay for itself, but how, how, how do you pay the bills doing, doing what you're doing?
0: Well, uh, a few ways. So when I, so i do do freelance work and i started to get really into documentary work and and getting different gigs that way um then once i got into when i decided to to just focus on the project i had to find ways to make money so i got really into workshops and i do mentorships and things like that but to be honest when i was working on the project i really couldn't make enough money so i did go into debt to finish the project too so that so that that's what i'm trying to to pay back now but also (laughs) also people don't, a lot of people, I know when I talk to people and I do talks and things like that, they, they see that, you know, I took all these photos in different places and they think of the, you know, the traveler's lifestyle, yeah. but they always glamorize it. Um, and I meet travelers, of course, my, my life is very different than a, a, a traveler's lifestyle. I'm not doing any touristy things. Yeah. I'm not doing any of that because I, for one, I can't afford to, yeah. I live on a very tight budget. So since I started the project, I spend way less money than I did before when I lived in one place. Okay, because because uh, rent is much cheaper because I stay. Well, when I did the project, I was just staying in hostels. But rent is cheaper. Um, I live the means I lived on was it was very very minimal. So I wasn't really doing anything. I was just completely focused on the project. So I didn't spend that much money really either. the The only thing that was really costing money was was airfare things right. like that. But I was I tried to schedule it so I could take like a bus or a train as much as possible, yeah. Um, and then uh, if I did have to take a flight, it would be a short flight, you know. Yeah. So it's not like I was going from Tokyo to London to yeah. to Sao Paulo, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: and and yeah, I mean, uh, I think you talk about that on your your site as well, is that you're 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 not exactly doing like you said, not not the big touristy things. You're going into the more unexplored areas of cities, you know, and 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 that kind of thing, right?
0: Right. Well, um, yeah. When I when I when I started doing the the project and then I decided to focus on major cities, I also wanted to focus, like I said, a variety hit every region. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's places like um, London and Tokyo and New York where they're famous already for photography and people go there. But there's a lot of big cities that are major, important cities to that country, especially that you won't really find any photos of, or not that many. And if you do, it's usually a negative subject like crime or poverty or war. Yeah. So I, I wanted to make sure I hit Central America, mm-hmm. Africa, different places like that that were dangerous that people just don't photograph. So yeah, I did. Uh, so uh, obviously, tourists don't go there either. So mm-hmm. there were quite a few places I'd say, like a third, that at least that that uh, no one really travels to for tourism. Yeah. Even though they're they're big cities. That that uh, you know anyone from that country is going to either live there or have been there before, probably.
1: Yeah, and is there, w- w- you know, when you're doing this kind of thing, is there is there anything in mind? Are, like, are you trying to really tell a story? Because I know, I mean, for you and and you mentioned this on your site and in the work that you do, that you're you're really it's unposed and it's candid. But it, like, do mm-hmm. do you, do you ha- in the back of your mind are you you know is there are you trying to tell a story? Is there is you know is there something that you're trying to carry through this this project?
0: Well, um, with the project, I mean, it depends on the project, but this one specifically,
1: yeah,
0: I would say, well, so when I'm out there photographing, I don't want to be focused on anything sure. specific. I just want to find anything that I find is interesting yeah. and just kind of be free out there. Yeah. Um, and then, so, so the way I, I tackled it was the first year I just, was completely free out there. And then after a year, I started looking through the photos. What I really wanted to focus on later when I made a book or two, I wanted to focus on kind of the basic core parts of life that, that no matter the place you see those, those, you know, basic aspects of life, you'll see anywhere, no matter the culture region or anything, but then also there's differences too. So I kind of wanted to blend those together. Mm -hmm. So I was looking for what, what kind of, um, what was I noticing or maybe some of it's what am I most attracted to, but also things that I'm noticing everywhere that you'll see no matter the place. So from there, I wanted to put together things like, you know, family, like there's different themes. So there's themes of age, family, you know, relate, well, not really family, but relationships, which can include, you know, love or family. Mm -hmm. Um, then there's, there's age from young to old, there's there's even an aspect that's more like just the humor of life because no no matter where you're at i i I get i am attracted to finding humor out of everyday life because it's one thing you really notice no matter where you're at no matter how poor it is you you almost always you don't really see one place where it feels more happy than the other they're all pretty similar you see people laughing no matter where you're at so i really like that aspect of life yeah um just and it's not something that's really focused on that much in photography. Yeah. In street photography, it actually is a lot more than other areas. But that's really the only area where you can find those those really genuine moments of humor mm-hmm. out of life. And then what were some of the? Then I was looking at atmosphere too. It's just a blend of kind of themes of life. And then I wanted to uh, make it uh, where I I separated those themes. Yeah. Across in the book. Yeah. So I wanted to find around five different mm. themes too. And I guess, but still, I was trying to be free out there, but yeah, but once you know what you're, you're noticing more often, then you notice it even more, more often. So it does kind of help.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say, you must, you know, at a certain point, like you're, you know, collecting a a fair amount of images, you must see the themes just sort of, you know, just kind of come out of the work. Um, Organically. Yeah. yeah. And that's
0: what I want. Um, and also, I mean, a big thing was I, I, you know, um, For me, street photography means that it's unposed and candid, but I know Mm -hmm. a lot of people argue over that now, but what, um, but what was really important to me was that it would be completely unposed. Mm -hmm. There's no talking beforehand. They're all really natural moments. And I, and I wanted that to be true everywhere. So anything you see from me as of now, at least is completely unposed. Um, and that was really important to me, especially in some of these, these places where, People are a little more scared to go because yeah. uh, of danger and things like that. I mean, it, and to still get a candid moment out of there, it, it's a little more difficult, but um, but I wanted to make sure that I was able to do that. So I just focused, I just kind of committed to doing that no matter the place to yeah. still go at it the same way, yeah. basically when it comes to photography. Yeah. So that's a big, big thing for me is that, that they're, they're genuinely candid moments. So, and I, for me, when someone looks at the camera, if it's right at that moment, where they haven't really changed yet, I still kind of I still consider that candid, but yeah. just completely unposed,
1: unstaged is really what yeah. it's about. Yeah, uh, th- there's a couple of things I want to touch on there, but one is um, you talked about humor, and uh, and and I, and I think you've got a um, you've got a line on your site that says uh, sometimes surreal, always real, and and I notice that in your work is that you you, you like to play. I, I think there's a playfulness sometimes to your work, right? Like you're using angles right. and perspectives, and you're yeah. you're kind of creating like. You know, I mean this it's not necessarily the subject matter that's that's got some playfulness or humor to it, but it's it's the it's the angle and the pose or you know, the, 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 the way you've captured the that image that's created this, you know, sometimes a, a surreal image, but it's it's uh, it's almost got a sense of humor. Is that is that accurate or
0: Yeah, I mean so I do have a lot of interest. Sometimes I think too much interest, but I so I, I do like doing different things with photography, but one of my biggest things that I do like to do is exactly how you described it there. I, and I think that with photography, for me, the unique images you, you want to see, That for me, I want, I want to know that I did something. And when I see someone else's work, if it's just a straight on image that anyone could have taken, mm-hmm. then for me, it's not really special, but if you're as a photographer, you can kind of make it your own and, and angles are a big way to do that, of course, but there's yeah. lots of different ways. So the first thing is just being able to see it. So yeah. that that's, that's, and that's. One of the most difficult things for most photographers, but being able to see the the unique interest, but then also um, find different ways to make it even more interesting. Because really, what you want to do, I mean, most things you see in real life are more interesting when you see it than when you once it's in a photo. Mm-hmm. But once in a while, you can actually make the photo more interesting than what you saw, and that's yeah. kind of the aim. Yeah.
1: And, yeah, and and that's practice, right? I mean, obviously, you're you're well versed <laughs> with with this yeah, project. I mean, to giving you, yeah. Experience
0: yeah. is definitely, definitely helps you. It just helps you, you know, think it just helps you react quicker and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And once you you start seeing so many different things, you, you see it easier and, and you know what to do quicker, mm-hmm. but a lot, some of it just comes um, natural too. I mean, some people just have that, you know, the eye for certain, certain things for sure. they're attracted to. Yeah.
1: And and one thing I wanted to touch on and you probably get asked this all the time but in, you know you, you mentioned about you know going into areas that people generally you know consider more dangerous than others or or maybe even cities that you know people normally wouldn't travel to because they'd be too worried is that Right. You know is that something that you know is has been ever been an issue for you or are you worried about or you want to touch on that a little bit?
0: Sure. Well, I mean, that was that actually became one of one of my big focuses and one of the things I think makes it unique mm-hmm. maybe more than almost anything other part of it is because I am going to places that uh, other photographers they, they just don't go to uh, at least alone you mm-hmm. know sometimes maybe they would have a fixer so I never had a fixer or anything oh, like I that enjoyed. on this yeah uh, and and I wanted to go to these places but I also didn't like I said earlier a lot of these places if they have any photos they're, they're they're focused on a negative aspect, yep. you know, crime or poverty or disease. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to, I still wanted to photograph them like I would, you know, in, in a completely safe place, a city too. So still looking for those basic parts of life. Cause even in those dangerous areas, there's kids running around and sometimes and families and, and normal things, everyone lives basically similar lives. So yeah, but when it came to, came to that, I wanted to fully commit no matter the place, to still go at it the same way. Of course, I have to be more observant in cer- certain places yeah. and read read body language. Yeah. But for me, I felt like, and especially after the first year, the first year I didn't really go anywhere dangerous, but, but once I started doing that, it got easier and easier. And for me, I think the biggest thing is you just need to fully commit it commit to it so it's either zero percent or 100 you either don't do it or you go in at 100 percent. so yeah. you have to go into it fully confident because if you're scared at all the, the, everyone reads that body language and, and <laughs> yes and the, the biggest thing i'm not going photographing it in these places at night that would be yeah. really dangerous during the day i've i, I mean all stuff has happened and i've seen plenty of bad things but during the day you have a little more there's a lot more you can do mm-hmm. To protect yourself so the big thing is just going everywhere and even if you're obviously not from there just acting like you belong there is huge yeah um, people are just reading you most mm-hmm. uh any criminals they're usually petty criminals and they're just looking for easy targets that's all they want during the day they don't yeah. want to bring a bunch of attention so as long as they're they're gonna um you know they're gonna read you and that happens quite a bit with, uh, I've had you know they'll test you sometimes they'll they tell me I have a nice camera or something like that and they try to see my reaction and, and mm-hmm. just different, different things like that. But the biggest thing is you just have to read body language from a distance. I try to make sure that anyone that has any bad uh, bad body language, they don't get close enough yeah. to you. Uh, so keep a distance. And I'm always big on, even I mean, just in general, I'm always moving, yeah. but especially in dangerous areas, if you always move, it's a lot harder to get you. Yeah. So that's why a lot of times they'll ask you for the time or something Mm -hmm. like that. Cause they just want you to stop and get close. And so I've had different times where I've been chased multiple times and different things have happened. Mm -hmm. And, but what saved me is I I saw it coming before they were close enough to get me. So also I make sure that lots of times I'm walking like in the inside of the road. So they can't corner me against the wall. Mm -hmm. So, they come towards me one way, I can just cross the street, you know, yeah. things yeah. like that. There's a lot of different tricks, but the biggest thing is just being confident and not looking like an easy target. Yeah. Um, when they, it depends where you're at, but if they're staring at you, if someone looks bad and they're staring at you, it's actually the best thing is to look right back at them and, and stare back at them. Yeah. Usually that, that keeps them away, things like that. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, I'll say hi. And that, uh, what the hi does is either they looked like they were bad and they weren't. And so then they'll smile at you and say hi, or they'll just be caught off
1: guard, like surprised that you said hi. You know? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and do you find it, I mean, generally most places that, you know, that need to, that fear is, is overrated. What's, what's your general <laughs> thoughts?
0: Uh, well, so when I go to places, for some reason, locals always think their cities more dangerous than it is. <laughs> so So that happens a lot where they, they, they are like, don't go there, don't go there, you're going to get robbed. Yeah. And then nothing, nothing, it's not that dangerous. But then yeah. there are some places where it's definitely valid. You have to be careful that, and you yeah. can tell that, that things could happen for sure. Yeah. I mean, I've seen knives and things like that. And mm. and so, um, yeah, I mean, usually it's not, well, I, I mean, I made it, made it without getting, you know, killed or really hurt. So mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't as bad as yeah. people might expect. I, I was actually most surprised by Central America. I was in, um, pretty much all the major cities there. So, right. um, I mean, Guatemala city, San Salvador, El Salvador, um, just down the line. And I was in Honduras too. And they have the, you know, the highest murder rates, but yeah. I, I really didn't have much of a problem there. There's a few times where things were close, but, mm-hmm. but overall, I, I mean, most people were pretty friendly. Yeah. So, uh, and I know a lot of that crime has to do with more like, um, gang related. So as long as you're not, Mixing in with the gangs, it's yeah. not quite as dangerous, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Central America was for me, I thought was was surprisingly easy, yeah. and I, I liked it for photography. Yeah. Africa is probably the hardest, but but that's a lot of that has to do with not really danger, but like security and police. They, they don't like cameras a lot of times so. right right
1: and um, speaking of speaking of cameras what's so what's your gear setup looked like over over the years of this project has you, you has it been pretty consistent or what, what do you what are you yeah, it, yeah
0: yeah it's pretty consistent so when i first started i was uh i first started in istanbul because i was already working and living there right and so that was the city number 1 and that's where the project started but at that point in time i was using a, a Leica M9 yeah but then a few cities later um it had some problems with the sensor which they did fix for free but it took like three months to fix and uh in that meantime i needed a camera and there was a deal on a x-pro one yeah um you know it was a package deal bundle yeah and and it was it was fine Uh, and then i needed money so i decided (laughs) to sell sell the m9 and so then i've been using uh, X-Pro one, and then I moved up to an X-Pro two like three years ago. Yeah. Um, and I'm still using that. I'm actually on my second X-Pro two. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. The one thing is I have come through quite a few X-Pro, I've come through three during the project. So huh. it seems like quite a bit to me, but, it, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, probably, I mean, uh, I mean, I know that I, I shoot a little bit of Fuji as well, but they're, they're pretty amazing for, for that type of work, right? I like think they're, they're fast. Well, for and, the,
0: yeah. for the handling, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I like it a lot. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Leica is really, obviously, really good too. But the handling of the the, the Fuji line is is really good. The yeah. size and and I I use mostly an eighteen millimeter, you know, like a 27, 28 equivalent yeah. on there, and it's it's such a small lens. So I mean, I, I'm really big on on working minimal. So I don't use a bag. I don't use a. I don't even use a neck strap. I use a wrist strap.
1: Yeah.
0: And just a, a few batteries in my pocket, and that's it. Yeah. So I really like being minimal. And just kind of using the camera is just an extension yeah. of my hand, you know, just just as a device to take the picture that I already see. So yeah, yeah I'm not really. Um, so I, that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. is that it just kind of the work and stays
1: out of the way. Yeah. What um. What you know, you, you talked about COVID kind can- of. So I mean, obviously, this this project for you is. is- technically done but you've you've sort of (laughs) had no choice to throw in a couple more stops on the way but uh what you know with COVID and everything what uh I guess what 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 are you doing moving forward from here?
0: Well I mean that's kind of been yeah there was a lot of changes so back when I was um, so I finished the actual photography part at the end of 2019 Mm -hmm. and then I had some work in uh, Brazil during Carnival um, in Sao Paulo. And then I, I had a whole lineup of work around South America, yeah. mostly workshops, but then I did have a three month, uh, gig too with a, a bank and advertising campaign. And then I, then I had a, I had quite a few different things that then there was a couple few festivals. I, my, my first half of 2020 was, was stacked. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, you know, I think it was mid, mid March or whatever. Yeah. Then the whole South America closed down. I was actually going to Bolivia next and they, cancel the flight because all the borders closed yeah so then i was stuck in sao paulo for through until the summer right or summer in the north it was actually winter there but around july june july so and then i went back to the u.s so a lot of my plans have changed my plans last year were were the work that i already had scheduled to to actually do even more workshops to put off put out uh, sorry put out a zine and then try to get a book done by the end of the year But then moving around and money and different things like that really had, I had to put that. So I'm, this year I'm focusing back on putting two two zines out and then working on the book too. Right. But uh, we'll see. And then I've been uh, really focused on mentorships because I can't, obviously can't do workshops very easily now. Mm -hmm. So um, I've been doing mentorships and that's been getting, that's been going well. Or I mean, it's getting there. Yeah. So I have a few of those and I am working on making them even better and, and doing more of those. So that's kind of what I'm focused on now. But I really am trying to, I need to put the, publish some of the work. So that's a big focus now because I spent five years, you know, dedicated yeah. to the project. And, and I mean, I, I've shared some of the work, but until it's out in the actual book form, mm. it, it, it's not really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's almost all uh, not for not, but mostly for not, because that was always the goal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and and what's that process like like for you is it do, you know do you have a, a publisher you're working with or what, how's that no happening?
0: I don't on, on the big book I don't um yeah. on zine but not on the yeah. the big books so uh but partly because I'm just not not ready for that yet I, it's not uh, so I have two books and one of them is called well i can I can say this it one one is called cross country yeah and that that's more of um it's different than I was talking about earlier that book's even further away from being done, but the the cross country is coming together. Uh, a lot, it's a lot sooner. I th- I'm going to put that one out first. Okay. But um, and it's 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 hard to explain without seeing it. But I don't know if you know what diptychs are. Yep. But yeah. it, it, that's kind of part of the idea. But it's 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 different than that too. But it's 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 kind of on each side, each page, opposing page. There's a a picture that's similar to another picture, but in a completely different area visually mm-hmm. you can tell so it, it's kind of putting that together it's um in different ways you'd have to see it but that that's what it, it, it's putting one city next to another city where the pictures have some type of connection yeah so um and it's a little more complicated than that too but that, <laughs> that's, the, that's the part of it to explain yeah. without showing yeah but so that's the first one but no i don't have a publisher on that yet i wanted to be in one place so i was in istanbul mm-hmm. before uh earlier but I, I w- I've been waiting to get back to my base, but uh, that hasn't happened yet. So uh, I want to be in one place. I was looking at a publisher there, but I knew I wasn't going to be there for too long. So I need to be in one place and then yeah. where I can really work with the the publisher in the process. Yeah. Right now, my home is just up in the air. So yeah. it's it's really hard to do that.
1: Yeah. And did, did you just do a project uh, based around the theme of water? Was that? Oh, well,
0: that was David Solomon uh, in... Uh, Um, he, it's called bump books and he, he, um, he was, he's in the collective, uh, the UP, uh, used to be in public now, uh, what's unpublic, but, um, Mm -hmm. he's in that collective and he, he produces quite a few zines now. I don't know how many he did last year, but I don't know. It was at least 30 scenes, maybe more, probably more, yeah. but he, he contacted me. So what he, he does is he actually wants to be more, in, he, he puts it together, a lot of it. So he had the idea, so he just asked me if I'd be interested, and I said, sure. So he he uh, he told me his idea, he showed me his selections that he had just found through Instagram and things like that, Right. and then I tried to give him more that went along the same theme of water. Yeah. But uh, some of them that I have never published to. And then from there, he he kind of edited and put together. And he had a theme where he, it was about water, but not necessarily, he didn't want it to be just like beach pictures. Yeah. So he wanted it to be mixed. So there's almost like, you know, a little bit of an end of the world type of theme with water type mm. of thing. So um, yeah. So he used pictures of rain and things like that too. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It came out, it came out well. Yeah. Yeah. It's called The Drowned World.
1: The Drowned World. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll definitely we'll we'll drop some some links in the show notes uh, to, so people can see these things, these projects you, you've been working on for sure. So I want to ask you. So um, I haven't done this before, but uh, have you have you heard of the Proust questionnaire? No, I haven't. No. So it's just some really random questions. But if you're up for it, the, you know, you don't you, they don't need to be really long answers, and they're they they won't be related to photography really at all. But maybe sure. they will in in how you answer them. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to throw a few of these at you and just, just for fun, and, and we'll see, see what you come up with here. So you ready? Sure. Okay. All right. So what is your idea of perfect happiness?
0: Oh, wow. Perfect happiness. Um, just being content, not really wanting anything more, having enough. Um, yeah, having the basics that you need and, and not wanting anything more. I think happiness is interesting because... You know, you can't be happy all the time, of course, yeah. um, and it, it wouldn't even be healthy uh, to try to be. But um, but just not having I think, you know, like I said earlier with uh, to to try to relate it to the photography. I said when I no matter where I was, I didn't really see less or more happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes even the places where things seem the worst, people almost seemed even happier sometimes. So a lot of it's just your, your outlook. So just being content with what you have. I think relationships are really important. So having family and friends, I think, is probably the biggest thing. And, yeah, that's what I think, just being content. Amazing. And and satisfied, yeah.
1: And satisfied, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you need something in your life to focus on. Like, you know, it could be photography, but any of your passions, you need some type of passion to fulfill you. And then from there, just having a good core relationships.
1: All right. Next question. What is your greatest fear? Probably
0: just not, maybe just not fulfilling my
1: goals. Yeah.
0: Or I mean, some people would say regret, but yeah, I'd say just not coming to a point where, you know, I'm at the end of my life and I didn't do what I, my main goals I wanted to
1: accomplish in life. Yeah. Which talent would you most like to have?
0: You know what I so I'm I photography is my biggest passion by far but like um, like music is number one I I have no I don't have musical talent but uh, but music's kind of the top of the top for me so I guess it would be probably something musical having a music being like a you know a lead singer of a a band or something like that.
1: Yeah. Nice. And I'll, I'll give you one more which which living person do you most admire. I've never really
0: been big on like you know celebrities like uh, yeah I- idolizing celebrities, so I, do, I can't think of any celebrity that I, you know there's there's ones that I really respect you know in, in photography of course but um
1: well let's touch on that um, then maybe 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 let's let's go that direction inspiration was, yeah who who inspires you in, in the photography so I, world yeah
0: th- there's a few um I mean I think probably most people would say it's kind of obvious but alex webb definitely inspires me a lot yeah um so we both you know he likes light and color and things like that and i obviously like both of those (laughs) um but i think what what um, what i look up to most in his work is just how complex a lot of them are and how he's able able to to capture that also you know when i when i did the uh, major city work a big thing i would do is i would try to find you know, I would research the cities as much as I could, like trying to find different places to go. Yeah. And, um, but then one thing I would just do more for fun and inspiration is I would just try to find some of the best photos, the best work from that city. If Hmm. there was any, some cities had a lot, some cities didn't, but the Magnum archive was the best thing for that because there was a lot of cities I went to, I couldn't find any, like, couldn't find much photography at all. And I could and couldn't find any quality work and then I would go into Magnum archive and you could search by the city hmm. and they would always have something but the thing was so many of the cities that uh, Alex Webb has so much work that I'm sure a lot of people have have not even seen yeah. but it was it was amazing to see how much quality work he has cuz there's some photographers they have some famous photos but after you get past those famous photos like 10 20 yeah. then it drops off but he is hundreds and hundreds of amazing photos so uh him quite a bit um yeah Gary Winogrand Kudelka, and Cadelka's whole lifestyle is is interesting to me you know he's he's been somewhat of a nomad and uh yeah and I really like his work a lot too he's he's my probably my favorite uh non-color photographer yeah yeah th- those those three um who else I do like um Richard Calvert quite a bit because of his humor and mm-hmm his uh, unposed humor so yeah those th- those ones are pretty inspirational to me
1: yeah nice do you, uh, that actually leads me to, to another question just just more on a personal level is is uh do you ever do you ever see yourself settling down or, or is travel just that's always going to be a part of your life
0: oh yeah i do want to settle i mean i think that i always want to you know travel some you know yeah. here and there but um but yeah at, at the end of the the project well not even by the end by But after the first year, Um, I, you know, during the project, I came close to quitting quite a few times just because, you know, I'm not really doing anything other than than being out there photographing. I do enjoy that. Other than that, I'm not really enjoying myself. I'm just focused on the work. So it starts to get really old and you're moving from place to place. And like I said, with happiness earlier, you don't, you have no like social life. So, mm-hmm. so things like that, you start to miss that yeah. and just trying to keep your sanity going. It gets a little depressing. So always moving around, you know, it's nice to have your own place and not just your own place, but you know, the grocery store you go to where you get your haircut, things like that, you know, yeah. where you're more, more uh, comfortable. So yeah, I definitely, um, I, as soon as I was done with the project, I, I promised that I would find one place and then uh, I, then the, the pandemic hit. So, yeah, I do, I do, I do want to uh, to settle down in one place and still, you know, travel for work here and there. And, of course, yeah. maybe want to, but, um, but I want to have a, a
1: home. Yeah. 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 It's long overdue, I imagine, by now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, amazing. You know, I have
0: met, I've met people on the road that, that actually have done that their, their whole life yeah or they just uh, and so it it sounds interesting at first but i i don't know it to me it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh it would get old and it would you wouldn't be happy after a while for me at least
1: well you, you sacrifice a lot right really yeah yeah a lot is. I mean, sure, sure, you're gaining, you're gaining, you're gaining many things, but you, you do have to give up a lot. Like you said, those, those familiar, comfortable places and, and connections and, and social, social connections. I think that's, that's huge for sure.
0: Yeah, it's huge, huge. Yeah. 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 Yeah, You can never, I mean, I meet people, but then you meet them for a temporary amount of time. So.
1: Cool. Well, listen, Forrest. This has been a really enlightening chat. Uh, I'm I'm really Great. happy. Yeah. I got the chance. I've been uh, hoping to chat with you for a while. So I just want to want to thank you for for coming on and and speaking yeah, with I us. Agree. And uh, I will. Uh, um, what's uh, what's the best place to find you online?
0: I don't really use. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a Facebook, um, but I, I don't use it nearly as much. Uh, lately, I don't even use it. But Instagram, I'm I'm pretty consistently on there yeah. and posting. So definitely Instagram, and then my uh, blog, Shooter Files shoot yeah and then uh, I mean I do have a portfolio site to fdwalker.com, but that's yeah. you know a portfolio site but yeah. um yeah I'd say the blog or Instagram yeah and then I actually am starting to create videos now too I just started it so I really haven't even announced it yet um, if you follow the blog you'll see that I started posting them but I'm getting you know things set and to until I really want to be ready uh, I'm getting things set right now and then I'll announce it but I'm putting out videos most of them are kind of um, try to mix educational, but also interesting, and and taking it from my unique experiences, and things like that. So if you follow the blog, you'll see that, and then that's going to get pretty big here too. I'm going to focus on that. So nice, yeah.
1: yeah. Actually, I, I I checked those out because you've got a few up now, right? They're, they're some of them are, are city guides, but you've got other stuff in there as well too, right?
0: Yeah, well, right. I just started it since I've uh, been in Minsk and here, so yeah. um, actually at the very end of being in Turkey. So yeah, I have, since I was at New places, you know, I, I did focus on them a bit, but yeah, and then I have all these different series ideas, but yeah, I'm just getting into it, but I have a lot of plans for that, so that sh- that should be, it. It, hopefully, that'll be that'll be a good, because I I've been doing the blog for quite a bit of time, yeah, but people have always ask me why I don't do videos, and and the, part of the reason is I don't really like talking to a camera; it's very weird. <laughs> to me, awkward, yeah. but, um, yeah. um, or make it, I never really wanted to make it all about me and more about the photography, but yep. with the videos, I'm still going to try to make it about the photography and, and things yeah. like that. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of photography content online, but, but I, I feel like I can bring something different at least. So, yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. I, I, I wish you luck with that. Thanks very much, Forrest. Thank you. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to find out more about Forrest Walker, please check out the links in the show notes. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a review as it helps others discover our show. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, please check out archipelagoquest.com for our new subscription platform for photographers. There you'll get access to new presets and profile collections as well as new bonus and educational content all for only $8 a month. And as a bonus, we have a limited time offer for our podcast listeners to get their first month of Quest for free. From now until the end of April, use the code PODCAST31 when you sign up for this special offer. Thanks again. Until next time.